Hey, what's going on? And welcome back to the Rockman Power Hour, a podcast where we talk to the most interesting people in the world of pop culture. And this week on the show, we have got veritable Canadian rock royalty. His name is Gowan, and he's going to be joining us on the Rockman Power Hour. Welcome back to the Rockman Power Hour. I am Jason Rockman, the host of the Rockman Power Hour, and I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan Stick. Ryan, we have got a great one today. Um, I know that you are a fan of Gowan. I am a fan of Gowan. I've been a fan of Gowan ever since the uh, early 80s, since he started out. Um, I've been watching his career. Not only has he always stayed relevant, he's joined one of the biggest rock bands in the world, Styx. He's been the lead singer of Styx for, I think, almost 20 years now. And, um, and he's also part of horror Canadian pop culture history with one of the most exciting independent films to come out of Canada in forever. And you know, that is Wolf Cop and Wolf Cop 2. He's lent his music to Wolf Cop, lent his presence to Wolf Cop 2. And, uh, we're talking to him today on the podcast. How excited are you? I'm so excited. When you told me who was coming on, we've had some real greats on this show. You know, we've had Corey Taylor. We have had John Taylor of Duran Duran. I mean, it's it's been nuts. But Gowan is very special to Quebec rock and roll history because it seems like Quebec loves him out of the yeah. entire world. He's beloved, but people in Quebec really love him. Yeah, and it's crazy because, you know, he he's touring the world everywhere uh, with sticks, but he's coming and doing a bunch of dates in Quebec, uh, he's doing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven dates in Quebec. In Quebec. Um, three dates in Quebec, three dates in Ontario. Uh, he's doing two in Ottawa, two nights in Ottawa. He's doing a uh, night in Toronto at Massey Hall. Um, and he's doing a lot of rad little places in Quebec. He's doing Knowlton, Montreal, Saint-Foy, Saguenay, Saint-Hyacinthe, uh, L'Assomption, and Laval. So um, Gowan has got a fan base here. And it's, there's no doubt that this guy is appreciated. His work is celebrated and rightfully so, because not only is he a great singer, a great songwriter, he's a great guy. We got to yeah. a chance to actually spend time with Gowan. Um, a lot of my friends love Gowan. My friend, Rob, who uh, is my partner in Rip Goat. He's oh, a big cool. Gowan fan. Yeah. He loves Gowan. And when he went to, um, to see him uh, in St. Eustache, he played in St. Eustache a few years back. He got this Gowan comic book at the merch table that was signed by him and brought it back for me. I was cool. trying to dig it out before I couldn't find it. It was buried in my comics. But when we talk about the comic book a little bit in this episode, we also talk about um, this very, very special uh, EP live that was recorded his solo stuff in Quebec, which is uh, really rad. This is actually your copy. I got to give you an excuse. <clears throat> yeah. That's so awesome, man. So we talked about this, we talk about Wolf Cop, and we talk about Sticks too. So if you're a fan of Gowan, a fan of Sticks, fan of Wolf Cop, this is the episode for you. You're going to enjoy this conversation. Um, but before we go too far, Ryan, let's thank our title sponsor, Heartbeat Hot Sauce. We love Heartbeat Hot Sauce, as you always have them behind you in your fridge. Um, they are the heartbeat of the Rockman Power Hour. I brought my very almost finished bottle of um, blueberry habanero and um, they switched their caps recently. A lot of people, you know, let, let's face it. Any company that grows has, um, has growing pains and has, has things they got, they have to change and they've got to work on. And uh, they were the first ones to, to not make excuses, but to uh, take action and they changed the caps. And now these caps are a flowing man. 
Yeah, so uh, we got the this is the uh, blueberry habanero, and uh, if you use our promo code Rockman twenty right below, that'll get you twenty percent off your entire order. So make sure you uh, check them out. Also, thanks to our friends over at Studio House Designs, Ryan. You've got a nice Buffy the Vampire long sleeve. Is that that's Angel and Buffy, right? Yeah, I'm, I've been on a big Buffy kick. Like this October, I realized like I've seen Buffy so much that I could actually play it when I'm working and stuff because yeah. you know it's it's so familiar. I could glance up and just piece together the whole episode just by mere glances and uh i gotta say like david boreanaz like you could tell like that guy is a star like i could tell he was gonna have his own show even based on the first episode so uh you know i've always been a big spike fan but this time around i'm really truly realizing yo angels where it's at too i'm not a i'm not a big fan of buffy because i've never really put the time in but julia had it on the other day she's been kind of re-watching buffy nice. and true blood at the same time she's on like this vampire kick and um, I started watching some of the episodes of Buffy, and I'm like, this isn't bad. I mean, some of the effects are questionable now at this point, but <laughs> but um, but you know, the, the effect, like when I saw Spike as a vampire, I was like, oh, it's pretty sinister looking, man. It's yeah. almost like they they borrow from the Lost Boys. Oh, oh, God, for sure. But big, also, big time, right? Yeah, but even the, even the thought of um, they lean into the whole kind of like British blonde Billy Idol thing, like they kind of like wink at that later on. Where, yeah. where where it's it's known that Billy Idol actually stole Spike's look because you know Spike's an immortal vampire who's been around for a while, so, uh, okay, so that's, okay, that's, that's kind of funny. But at the same time, you know we've met James Marsters a few times through uh, work, and uh, it's it's incredible that James Marsters the actor is not British because you yeah, think yeah. so. You think you'd he think is, so. yeah, definitely. And, and also sometimes you just see a hit making character the second they show up on screen. Spike was another one where you're just like, oh damn. So it's interesting when you like, you know, sometimes things take a little while to fer ferment. It's sometimes things are instantaneous when something's realized instantaneous. It's like someone having a, an amazing first album. It's like, right. oh, my God, there they are. There's no there's no growing pains. That's them. Yeah, that's them. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. Yeah. Well, um, so thank you, Studio House Designs, for uh, for hooking us up with some great shirts. I'm wearing the uh, the classic Cronenberg video drone shirt. Nice. Which, uh, one of my favorites. I've had it for I've had it forever, and I and I just I I I'll be I'll be sad when this shirt falls apart because it's one of my faves. Um, also, want to let you know uh, in the month of December we're going to be giving away something very 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 cool with our friends over at Paramount Home Video. If you are a fan of Star Trek, this is the P card Legacy Collection, wow. and uh, this Ryan has every piece of Star Trek media that includes Jean Luc Picard. So wow. if Jean-Luc Picard or Patrick Stewart is in it, it's in this box. So um, I'm going to be doing an unboxing. Patrick Stewart's in that box right now? No, Patrick Stewart's not in the box. Well, but our friends our friends at, uh, at, at Paramount uh, have given us one of these to give away for Christmas. So keep it locked on our socials. We will be giving you hints on how you can win this. And you know, it's funny. Um, once we start advertising this, we're going to tell people you got to go back through the episodes and look for certain clues. So okay. uh, this is it. This is the Star Trek. The P card legacy collection. It's got every episode of Star Trek: The Next Gen in it. It's got every every one of the uh, the feature films that has Jean Luc Picard in it, and it's got every episode of P card the show. So there you go, all in there. The P card legacy coming to you. Get a chance nice. to win this. It'll be shipped to your door if you win it. So there you go. Thank you to uh, our good friends over at Paramount for that. All right, let's jump into this. Gowan, are you ready? I'm uh I was born ready. I I stayed up all night, man, cuz I had these moonlight desires. Oh god. <laughs> you really are a strange animal, dude. Oh. All right, here it is. Gallon. 
There we go. How you doing? I'm on the Jason Rock Jason Rockman Power Hour. Yes. <laughs> and this is my co-host Ryan Stick. Hi, Ryan. How you, How you do, Gowan? One moment. I just got to grab. Yeah. It's weird. I'm in I'm in one of these places, one of these areas of the country where you're on the on the on the time zone line. So okay. your phone clicks over to eleven o'clock here, right? Yeah. But, but other things like. <laughs> <laughs> I'd set my watch one way. I've got I've got another phone to do in half an hour. So it's um but yeah. that's eleven thirty here, twelve o'clock where you are. I worked it all out. Everything worked. Where where are you right now? I we're in the yeah. we're, we're in uh, we're in the key of G. We're in the key of G, yeah. yeah. Gary, Indiana. Gary <laughs> I love it's like hello, Cleveland. <laughs> very much like that uh it can be we were we were we were in a place last night also in indiana called ship Shuana. so you can imagine there was a few rehearsals of that word before we actually went on stage for the night so secondary tertiary quartile markets that's right that's right (laughs) we play them all big and small we play them all so are you on the road right now with Gowan or are you on the road with yeah. you're on the road sticks? The sticks, the sticks tour right now. The Gowan tour begins November fi- uh, 16, November right. 16 in, uh, in Quebec. We do eight shows in Quebec then we do Ottawa and then we do Toronto. Yeah. And that's, you know, yeah, yeah. What's incredible about you, cause we're from Montreal, but what's incredible is that not many artists can do eight shows in Quebec and it I, just shows, I, it just shows how much you've worked this province and how much you've worked this, this market, how much people love you here. I'm aware. Uh, thank you very much. It's great to hear that. By the way, Ryan, you've got some big bottles of sauce behind you there, <laughs> my boy. <laughs> so that's heartbeat hot sauce. They're our sponsor. And Ryan's uh, Ryan has managed okay. a way to always shrink himself down and be in his fridge when we're doing this. I would never have guessed, but he, it looks like you could almost fit in one of those bottles. It keeps me cool. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> It's also doing wonders for your hair. I think I might try some of that. Thank you. <laughs> Many people think I look delicious because of the company I keep. I I, I wouldn't disagree. Sorry. Yeah. Eight, eight shows in Quebec. I know. In I'll go way back. In 1985. Yeah. Um, it was funny. I had done a full tour of America with Tears for Fears. And at the end of it, there were two tours offered. One was to go to Europe where they had not released a Strange Animal at that point what we're considering it or a tour of Quebec where we did, I think I'm going to guess maybe 20 different cities, towns. Wow. And I chose the Quebec one. And to this day, I'm really glad I did because <laughs> we seem to this Quebec audience seems to have this real long standing affinity for acts that they've seen over the course of their lifetime. And they seem to want to come back and revisit that experience. And, uh, it's been it's enriched my life quite honestly. Even though my French is not much better than it was back then, I I still keep hacking away. And some people say they can understand me, but I think they might be just being nice. <laughs> I think what one of the things that um, that Quebecers love is that when they discover something, when they feel they have ownership on something, when when something comes and they were there on, at the beginning, and then they will be fans of that band forever. And, and- I, I, I think I think you're absolutely on the money with that. I think it also ties to because I've spoken to other bands that were have progressive rock roots, if mm-hmm. they're not just full on prog. Yeah, every one of them that I spoke that I've toured with or uh, no guys in the band, you know, Supertramp, 
Yes. Genesis. Like sticks. Yeah. You know, they all had their first initial success with that kind of prog leaning music in Quebec. Yeah. Wow. And, the same, and although I'm far more as a solo artist associated with the 1980s, since that's when my records came out, there was always that kind of prog connection, mm-hmm. even though they were, you know, pop rock songs, whatever you want to uh, can contain them in, in whatever box, but they, they, and I think the Quebec audiences recognized that yeah. early on. And that's part of what kind of galvanized our, our connection. Was that a pun galvanized your connection? Cause that galvanized. Be thing. Yeah, I know galvanized. But that should be a thing. That should be galvanized. a thing. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Maybe. Okay. You know, and all those artists that you mentioned, um, you know, I was at Shome for, for almost 14 years, all those artists that you mentioned in Quebec really had, um, you know, Shome to thank for that launch. I mean, every one of those artists has a relationship with Shome. Yeah. Um, I find it incredible. And we have, you know, there's, I know we have a certain amount of time and I have, we have so many things I want to cover with you because you've touched on so many different things. I mean, not only, you know, there's, there's, there's your solo career, there's the fact that you're in sticks, but there's also Wolf Cop and Ryan and I have to talk about Wolf Cop, which we will touch on, <laughs> but yes, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> but, um, but this interview can go on for hours if you like. <laughs> I, I find, I find the thing that I, um, that I admire the most about you is that you literally can go anywhere and fit well um you know and and in hindsight you look at the gallon stuff and you're like it's almost like that was like training to be in sticks because you're showcasing that i could do everything you guys do in sticks in terms of vocals and keyboards and then you're there and you fit like you fit like a glove i think there's you know i don't know if i believe in this or not but there's um you know, the, the, in the, the 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 Chinese zodiac, they have, you know, you have the, the 12 animals that you're associated with or when, when you were born. I was born in the year of the monkey. And, and when I when I would read the experience, the description that they have for that, uh, for people born that year. Yeah, they're very kind of um, very adaptable, kind of kind of clever, maybe too clever for their own good sometimes. But, um, yeah, I I'm such a fan of of you know rock music so first of all obviously music in general but also the theatrics that go along with it so when you talk about wolf cop and when i read the little snippet of the script that i received for wolf cop 2 because i had they used let me think now they used they used uh in the first wolf cop i think they used uh moonlight desires in the second one strange animal that's it and when they asked if i could be in it i to me, it was like when making rock videos in the in the eighties. I I just embraced the whole notion of kind of turning this into a a little mini movie. And since I had such a short little part in that film, I thought, oh, this is great. I can get to play an evil character. And uh... <laughs> um, Lil Lil Dean's a buddy of mine, and uh, when I met oh. him, I just I just completely fell in love with the person before we even saw the movie. We had we had an interview before the movie screened, okay. and. Um, just the fact that there was going to be a wolf cop too was amazing. The fact that you're involved with it. Can you tell me, uh, you know, about some of your experiences with the mighty Lowell Dean, future directing superstar Lowell Dean, and how he handles himself on a, uh, you know, a small but such a successful, you know, movie? I arrived in, in Saskatchewan early February of whatever year it was, 2015 or something like that. And they wouldn't tell me exactly what they wanted me to do until. <laughs> And I picked up at the airport and, and they said, okay, here's what you're going to be. You're going to be the, um, 
you're the organist at the hockey game. Well, that's something I've, you know, yeah, that's something I've always wanted to be. Um, so I thought that's great. Uh, but, but you're an evil guy who is going to unleash these, um, I don't want to spoil the movie for people, but <laughs> at this point, spoilers are allowed. I know they have it's this, this, this uh, chicken milk stout that they're selling this kind of beer. And, uh, eventually the, uh, the, they turn into lizard people and these, uh, the audience, the crowd, uh, the um, reptiles that uh, spring out of their uh, their torsos, you know, as you do, as yeah. happens, as happens in a lot of movies, <laughs> uh, historical, true, true to life films, and uh, so, kind of went to bed thinking about that. When I woke up in the morning, I, said, I talked to Lola. I said, um, and, to, and to Jay, and I said, okay, how's this? What if the organ guy's name is Organo, mm. and <laughs> And you just feed me lines that you think Organo would say. So that's how the, that's how we did it. They I kind of it. said, okay, Organo. And then, of course, they started making fun of that name. And, you know, the, the, the referee comes in or something. He calls me Oregano or something like that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the whole thing was just a ton of fun to do. And I, you know, I hope I can do some more in future. I've done a few films. Where I'm usually a pretty dark character in films. I played the Grim Reaper in one not too long ago. Called. Uh, I want to know, know which one it is. I think horror has become my genre. Um, yeah, she never died. Yeah, she never died. And then recently, I I put a song just last month into a a film called Zombie Town. Uh, but it's okay. just a song. I'm not in the movie. It's just a, a song that I have in there. Tell me a bit about this release because this has been um, something that's yeah. super cool, super unique, um, and you know, again, speaks to your love of Quebec. Um, t- yeah. Tell me about how this came together. That record is kind of responsible for actually getting me into sticks as well, in a, in a weird way. No okay. way. Yeah, in in ninety in, in ninety seven ninety late ninety six early ninety seven. Okay, uh, I I had signed to a company in, in Quebec called Select. Yeah, and um, they had good, really strong distribution in Quebec, and I was going to do a solo piano tour, no band, just a solo me on piano. And uh, play, I think, maybe a dozen, maybe 12, maybe 15 cities, towns, and record them all on ADAT. And then I lined up Terry Brown, great producer, produced all the, the Rush albums and Klaatu and you know, phenomenal producer, to produce it, even though it's just me and piano, just to get the audience to sound right in the whole and capture the atmosphere of those rooms, because they, they get really, they're really joyous, quite frankly. Um, and we recorded that. And I decided, okay, I'm going to put a couple of French songs on there. I had I'd written one called uh, Stéphanie with a, a, a writer in Montreal, uh, uh, Jean-Guy Prince, who uh, you know wrote the lyrics. I gave him the kind of concept of the song and the music and came up with the lyrics. And then I covered the harmonium song, Pour un instant. Nice. And when we listened back to it, the, you know, Terry, he really, he got the whole essence of, of the, the atmosphere of it. The original cover was done by, by Demo and then uh, Safari, a fo- uh, just a photo with a lot of kind of Cirque du Soleil looking colors. But last year when I went to do uh, a solo tour in Quebec, this time actually not just solo, but duo, I brought my son with me to play drums. He's a great drummer. I thought, oh, there's, uh, you know, the, the vinyl resurgence that we've experienced in Sticks with our last two albums, The Mission and then Crash of the Crown, which went to number yeah. one actually on, on Billboard and the rock album charts just and the vinyl just keeps going out there. I thought, what if we take Au Quebec, 
that record from the 90s and do a vinyl version of it. So right. it meant, unfortunately, it meant having to cut a couple of the songs because the CD, you're allowed a lot more time. But the Fidelity was great. There's a company in, called the Vinylist in uh, Quebec City, and they kind of, they, they did it and uh, put it together. But the really cool thing was, in addition to everything else in the colored vinyl, was the idea I thought, a lot of time has gone by, but I'm still kind of there in Quebec. There's still a lot of, whenever I come there with sticks, they ask, are you going to do some more gallon shows, et cetera. Sure. So the cover, if you if you look at that cover again, Jason, thanks. Yeah. It's the same cover as 97, but it's as if someone painted it on a wall and you can yeah. feel actually the text, you feel the texture of the album cover. You see the wall, the paint is peeling away, but it's still, the image is kind of still there. Well, yeah, it's like a mural that somebody painted 20, 30 years ago, but that, that endured. That's right. That, that puts yeah. so much more emphasis on the importance of physical media. Yeah. Doesn't it? it, it yeah. There's a tactile experience there. And and uh, Dominic at, at Levine List said uh, to me, hey, listen, if you want to, we could actually put grains of sand in there so you can feel the texture of the wall. <laughs> what, you do, what you do. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's as if you're running your hand over an actual wall where the yeah. painting is still there. And so I'm I'm, I'm really pleased with how that, that came together. Yeah. And again, it, it kind of it solidifies that um, that longstanding connection, musical connection that I have with Quebec. I, I have this is I have two copies. I have one that's open and this one's sealed. But <laughs> so I know I know what you're talking about, but you could feel it, and um, and it's great because you know just the harmonium thing like that ties right back to me saying you were kind of always in training to be in a major prog rock band, and then you're in Sticks now. Yeah, so I, I know it, weird when that album came out. Okay. Um, Boonen and Stan went like into the top 10 right away. Yeah. And I was playing in Montreal the very same month. Donald K. Donald was doing a show with myself of that album. Yeah. Uh, and I can't remember the theater. It might, I'll say it was maybe Theater St. Denis. But anyway, but also the Molson Center had just opened up. Now the Bell Center, I believe right. it is now. And Molson Center just opened up like three months earlier. And he said one of the sticks was one of the first shows in there. And he called and said, look, hey, could you, instead of doing that show at the theater, I want you to open the show with sticks. Wow. And I said, Donald, I would love to, except, um, A, I haven't opened a show for, in Canada for anybody in like 14 years. <laughs> so I don't know if I should be an opening act. But if it's the, the Molson Center, that's too big a venue for me to do on my own at this point. He said, yeah. look, you the old Montreal Forum. This is the new one. It'll be a great thing, you know, to bookend your... Uh, thing. And I said, okay, yeah, I, I'm happy to do it. But you know, it's just me on piano, right? This album's just, and he said, yeah, that's what I want. Okay. So when I played the show, the audience, the Montreal audience, you know, they're always fantastic. Yeah. And uh, they start, they're singing the choruses of every song right from the beginning. It's like, I think, play like cosmetics and then uh, Strange Animal. And it went on and on. And uh, Stick's manager actually came up to the show. He tells this story. He's told a few times. Charlie Brusco is our manager. And he said he came up just basically to see this lamb to the slaughter guy that was going to go on stage with just the piano. <laughs> and because uh, he thought Donald had lost his mind. Right. Right. And Donald K. Donald, you know, as you know, was very savvy, very the most smart, smart guy, savvy, smartest guys uh, around. And when he saw the action, the reaction of the audience, um, you know, he, he suddenly got it. And um, 
there were multiple encores that night and, you know, I put it in style and then a criminal mind, I think was the last thing I played. And when I came off stage, Tommy Shaw, it, it, they were all standing there, the whole band. It, it was Tommy and, 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 and uh, James Young and uh, Jay White and, and uh, Dennis DeYoung and uh, uh, Chuck Pinazzo and Todd Zuckerman, uh, our drummer. And Tommy immediately stepped forward. He said, man, I, we got to work together again in the future. Todd actually went and bought a copy of that album on the CD. Wow. Yeah. And then actually what's weird is, you know, I was speaking my broken French on stage and th th them being an American, they, they couldn't really tell the difference. Todd's first words to me was, um, excuse, he's a Chicago guy. He's like, uh, excuse, I, I don't speak French. I saw And I'm like, yeah, neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were like a, like a French, you know, Elton John mixed with Genesis or Tony Banks, or, you know. And I said, no, I'm just a guy from Toronto. Uh, <laughs> and and anyway, that album wound up being the 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 conduit, I suppose, that brought me into the the uh, the realm of sticks. Crazy, crazy. That's amazing. You brought up a criminal mind. Um, uh, I just want to say I was doing a lot of research before this interview and I've always loved your music, but for the first time ever, I saw that music video today and, uh, it came out in 1985. Yeah. Everyone loves comic books now, yes. but all the way back then it, uh, you know, you were, you know, a pretty much a forward thinker for how much you involved both animation and comic books within that concept of that video. There right. are some people that just have videos of them rocking out and then there's you. <laughs> and, yeah. and uh you bring everything into that video can you just tell us quickly about uh bringing that to the forefront about 20 years before it became very cool yeah sure uh thanks uh i'm, I'm glad you liked it it's um when the song came out at first they, they wanted to make the cbs records columbia wanted to make that the single so there were obstacles right off the bat first of all the song is seven minutes and 20 seconds long so they said, okay, that we can deal with because we'll edit it down to single length. And second was the darkness of that um, subject matter was not common on radio in the mm. 1980s, okay, up until that point anyway. So there were two factors there. And I remember starting a treatment for the video that was very dark, kind of as dark as the lyrics pretend. And then the notion of it being more like almost like the Batman series of the 1960s, you know, where they they lightened Batman, so to speak, in in, in that they, they they had humor in there mixed with the fact that he's he's Batman. Yeah. Um, and I thought, you know, turning myself into a, in into a, an animated cartoon character instantly makes it accept a acceptable and b there's a larger than life aspect to that a timelessness that animation just has always intrigued me and they completely went for it they tripled the budget immediately they thought this is a great way to sell this song and we had a great time making the video a fantastic art department with uh, the director back then rob Quartley. they had this great art department and basically anything i asked and i had the storyboard kind of laid out they were able to kind of to, to render and his direction was tremendous and i'm really glad you like it. i'm still really proud of that video it and really we turned did. it into a comic book actually just i have it i have it upstairs oh, and i was trying <laughs> i was there was two things i was trying to bring i was trying to get the comic book because i have it because one of my friends went to see you in Sinu stash a few years back and yeah but he, he has it signed so i have it upstairs with my comics cool. and my wolf cop one and two i was looking for it in my massive blu-ray collection and it's on loan <laughs> oh wow <laughs> But the comic book is great. 
And I got to get Ryan. We got to find you one because Ryan, Ryan's a big comic. We're both big comic book guys. So we'll oh, yeah. find Ryan one. I think it, we're just the problem is we sold them all. So we're going to probably we're going to do another run of them because people do like them a lot. Um, you know, the the original artwork for that was done by a, a lady in, in Winnipeg named Ilya St. Ange, who is doing fan art online. And fan art has become this kind of controversial thing because it's, it goes way over the line of, yeah. of uh, the copyright infringement. But at the same time, you're like, no, wait a second. I like this. Yeah, I know. I like that yeah. There's the enthusiasm from especially from people who weren't even born when these songs came out. Mm. So I contacted her and said, if you do that, you know, my <clears throat> my wife, Jan who worked on that album cover, by the way, is a really great comic book colorist. And she learned this craft over the years. She's really artistic. And so she did the, the colorization for it. And uh, yeah, so kind of happy with that as well. We do, we sold a bunch of them at stick shows as well. That's nice. Another thing. Yeah. Um, look, I know you got other things to do today and you know, other people talked to, but briefly before we cut out, um, I just wanted to ask you, um, can you tell us a bit about the tour, when it kicks off, where you're going and when people yeah. can see you? So it starts on the 16th. I'll get the cities out of order, but I know we're doing, it starts in Lac Brom, which is this beautiful area. Yeah. Then it's Montreal. I'm going to get them out of order. I'm sorry. Riviere de Lou, Chicoutimi, Quebec City, um, uh, uh, Laval is in there. Uh, I've got two to go. (laughs) St. Hyacinth, Hyacinth, and... The final one is, hang on, I can I can kind of look it up. Oh, don't it's, worry about it. We'll, fi- we'll 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 find the dates. We'll find the dates. Yeah. Dude, you but, know you're popular here when you're playing Montreal and Laval and St. Hyacinth because yeah. usually it would just be someone driving the distance to try to see you at least once. That's yeah. Amazing. They're really I know they're in they're in close proximity and yet yeah. But we get people come to multiple shows. The same with sticks. You know, it, it's yeah. quite often and it's become a thing now. You know, I I just saw Peter Gabriel about a month ago. Or early, yeah, but a month ago now. And uh, yeah, if I could have driven to the next show, I certainly. Yeah, Yeah, well, that's it. You know, when you have an artist that you love um, and they're playing in close proximity, you know, if they're doing a Montreal and Ottawa, why wouldn't you do it? It's not that far of a drive. And especially after coming out of the last few years that we came out of, I think everybody wants to get as much under their belt as they can. This is it. Uh, I, I'm the same way. I'm, a, I'm, as I said, I'm, I'm a fan as well and uh, of, of bands that I, that I love so much. And yeah, after 2020, I think the experience we've always loved, you know, I happen to, you know, be a person who thinks a great rock show is the greatest form of entertainment I've ever, uh, you know, encountered. And, but after 2020, the, 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 the depth of, of that entertainment, I think got really underscored, really got mm-hmm. under underlined in, in heavy, you know, magic marker or whatever you want to say, because it's, it's a life enhancing experience that you really are connected. You're connected to yourself as a kid discovering it, you know, yeah. and and I, I hate to kind of relegate that to just the level of, of pure nostalgia. It goes deeper than that. There's a, it's almost like your DNA is connected to this, this music and your life force is kind of tied in with it. Yeah. Uh, is that nostalgia? I don't know. I think it's something, I think it's something more profound than that. Maybe it's a lighthouse. Maybe it's a lighthouse in a storm that always leads you back home. Oh, Ryan, how much hot sauce have you drank today? <laughs> so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. Um, you're you're amazing. We'll definitely be at a couple of those shows, and Please. Uh, and we really really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today. Oh, Jason, fantastic! I, I really enjoy your your show. And uh, Ryan, nice to meet you. By the way, what is the name of the sauce? 
Heartbeat. It's heart. It's called Heartbeat Hot Sauce, and we'll Heartbeat. we'll do. We'll reach out to Simo. We'll get <laughs> we'll we'll get a contact for you. And we'll have them send you some out for sure. Oh man, because they are they're, they're right. and they're actually from Thunder Bay, Ontario. They're one of the best hot sauce companies in the world. Only good things come from Thunder Bay. Yes, that is true. Okay, <laughs> I don't want to tell you what I caught in, in Thunder Bay in the nineties, but we'll keep that for another. Time. <laughs> was it hot sauce? Except well, it was hot. <laughs> it was, was it burning. Lightning? <laughs> was it lightning in a bottle? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs> what a great way to end it. I know. Okay, guys. Nice Thanks, to see you. Take care. Right, bye, Ryan. Bye, bye Jason. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Take Cheers. care. All right. Um, dude, what a nice fellow. Like you think a, you think a guy who's been um, you know, such a successful solo singer. It's almost kind of like, you know, when you think, oh, does it ever work when solo singers become singers of major established bands already? I'm like, yeah, Van Halen. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, like it, no. it's happened. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and the thing is, I, if I have a chance to see Gowan, um, fronting sticks with a smile on his face rather than Dennis DeYoung, who, you know, is not going to be happy there. I'm I'm good. I've seen sticks with Gowan and mm-hmm. Tommy Shaw, Tommy Shaw looks really happy that he's there. So that, that's, that's, that's what matters to me, man. I, yeah. I, I and I, honestly, he is so wonderful. He's got such a great energy. And um, and yeah, Dennis DeYoung's awesome too. I mean, I look at it as when these kind of splits happen, I look at it as the world just gets more of what they love. And um, sticks are just so good with him fronting. I saw them in Laval at Place Bell. Um, they're one of the few bands, you know, rock bands today that plays without tracks, no backing mm-hmm. tracks. They just play live yeah. and they're just great. So it was, it, it's it's, it's something to see. And now that Gowan is coming and doing live dates alone, solo dates, we're definitely going to have to go to some. Uh, so the dates kick off November 16th in Knowlton. They're going to be in uh, Montreal on the 17th. He's going to be playing the 19th in Saint-Foy, uh, the 21st in Saguenay, the 23rd in Saint-Hyacinthe, the 24th in L'Assomption, the 25th in Laval, and then uh, Ottawa on the 26th, 28th, the 26th and 28th in Ottawa, and uh, closing off that whole tour November 30th in toronto so uh definitely check out gallon live if you've never seen him before no way he's playing next friday yeah jason yeah. may i propose something to you sure i know you're a busy man and you have a lot to do but is it yeah. possible that you and i can construct the greatest weekend ever by going to see gallon on friday and then kiss on saturday um well and, and uh, look Sunday i could be reserved for nursing our wounds because you know joy hurts i don't so. know if i can see i don't think i can see gowan on the friday okay. because i've got i've got some other stuff i'm doing but i'm definitely going to see kiss with you oh yeah and i'll and i'll nurse my wounds and we, we're gonna have to also talk to people um let people know that we're going to see kiss together we've got a very whole big plan that we're going to do when it comes to kiss we are kissing we're, gonna, we're kissing <laughs> not kissing but we're gonna go see kiss together and this will be interesting we'll do something fun with the kiss thing yeah um, I don't want to give it away, but I think I already have. I mean, come on, what are we going to do? We're going to wear we're going to wear kiss makeup, right? Uh, I I don't see how I could see Kiss without wearing kiss makeup at this point. This is the thing you've seen Kiss every time in makeup. I've never gone to Kiss in makeup, so this is going to be my first time going to Kiss in makeup. And I switch characters, so this time I'm going as Paul Stanley because a our friend our friend uh, that's doing us a solid by putting the makeup on us has way less to do <laughs> if I'm Paul Stanley. Yeah. yeah, no. Each time I've seen Kiss, I've always gone as a different character. I started off as Peter Chris, which the makeup looked actually really good, and then I went as um then I went as Ace Freely, but then I realized when because I have the blonde hair, I look like that little piece of shit kid in Detroit Rock City that like 
gets one of them beaten up and stuff because he att- like one of the big dumb guys attempts to steal his kiss tickets and he's just like don't take my tickets my brother has them oh chongo and then these two giant guys like anyway i look like that little asshole so right. this time around i'm going to look like an out of shape paul stanley which is gonna be wonderful and then you know maybe uh due to some bitch magic kiss will come back to montreal for a one-off or something like that even though they say they retire if i were kiss i would stop touring because touring's hard even on the young yeah but if but if there's kind of like a, a a multi-million dollar opportunity to do one show or something like that in do one that. festival do that that would make sense to me didn't they do the vegas residency already have they done it oh, that's amazing imagine that I don't- I don't know if they've done it or if there's been talk about it because a lot of bands have done it, but they, I could totally see them doing the, like the one thing, like the Vegas residency, one spot yeah. doing that there. But um, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, I there's also talks that they're going to do a reality show where they're going to pick the next kiss. And then they're, they, and then they'll just send them out on the road to represent them doing them as best as they can. I, I, I will see. Cause I really do believe that kiss will kiss will endure and it'll kind of be like the Rocky horror picture show. Like it'll just be this thing that people go to. And, and, and I don't think you can replace Paul Stanley, man. He's a one of a kind. Uh, you say present. that, but then you get some people out there that, that will have studied it and that'll just go do it. And then they'll have a Paul Stanley. I don't know. Maybe I I'm wrong. You know, we'll maybe see. you're right, but you know what's interesting to me? I think but, doing a, a Vegas residency is less sleazy than having a reality show where you're trying to replace yourselves. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I have no idea what they're going to do, but I, I I could definitely see them doing something that's going to surprise a lot of people, and it's going to keep because they're, they're not going to kiss isn't going to die. It's going to continue, and there's going to be younger people doing kiss. That's that's just I've I've always said that younger people I've keep said, kissing no matter how many pamphlets we hand out. They just keep doing it. On that note, we'll see you next week on the Rockman Power Hour. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to our sponsors, uh, Heartbeat Hot Sauce, the heartbeat of the Rockman Power Hour. Use our promo code ROCKMAN20 to get 20% off your entire order. Thank you to Studio House Designs. Uh, and don't forget, in the month of December, we're going to be giving you a chance to win the Picard Legacy Collection. Star Trek fans rejoice. Everything you need from Jean-Luc Picard is in this box, and our friends at Paramount Home Video have given us a chance for you to win this, so make sure you keep it locked on their socials. Uh, thanks to uh, my co-host Ryan Stick, to our producer Julia Kajerski, and until next time, we'll see you on the Rockman Power Hour. <laughs>